0: Hello, welcome to another episode of I've Got Ox on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Um, I'm your host, Gavin Liestro, and we also have with us, of course, Allie and Bella. And today we're switching things up a little bit and doing kind of a hybrid tribute episode to the Beatles. So we're going to do two segments and we're going to do three songs. So you're used to hearing just one song, but we're going to do three. So hold on to your seats, your kids, <laughs> your wallet, because we're coming for you with the Beatles. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: There's no real, um, there's no anniversary about the Beatles. I mean, I'm sure there is, but we're just just kind of doing this simply because we can't do it because
2: everyone knows the Beatles and we can't have a blind listener. Exactly. So we're just like, what? So we're all just going to pick our
1: favorite Beatles song.
2: And And they they all happen to be from different eras.
0: Yeah. It was just, yeah, there was no planning to this at all. (laughs) Any planning that you see is purely coincidental. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was not on purpose. Okay. So I'm going first. My song is uh, Do You Want to Know a Secret? Um, This is from their first album, released in 1962. And yeah, we're just going to play it for you and talk a little bit about it.
2: Listen, do you want to know a secret? Do you promise not to tell? Whoa, 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 closer. Let me whisper in your ear. Say the words you long to hear.
0: Welcome back to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7. This is I've Got Ox, and yep. you are listening to the first of maybe many hybrid episodes devoted solely to the Beatles. So that was Do You Want to Know a Secret? by off their first album, Please Please Me. Um, that was sung by the one and only George Harrison, written by mostly John Lennon, some Paul McCartney. Um, Classic. Yes. They they have joint writership on it, but um, John Lennon actually claimed it after the Beatles broke up, is something he wrote. And it's actually about him and his marriage. So originally when, um, you know, as boy bands are, you want to make sure they all stay unmarried, otherwise that hurts the, the image of the boy band. And so John was going to get married. And their manager, Epstein, he was like, ah, you can't do that because that's going to hurt the, you know, what the band looks like if we have all four of these guys and one of them is married. So they had to keep it down low. And Epstein offered him his apartment, that he had an extra apartment. And the song's about the secret of John getting married to some girl. And so that's cute. I thought,
1: I think maybe because it's kind of, um, a classic, there's an, there's a sense of innocence and purity to it. Yeah. So when I hear that, I sort of think of, I don't know, early high school. Yeah. I think it's, it could be like that
0: dual, like we, no one can know about this. It's kind of a secret, but also like, yeah, yeah. I want to tell you something like, I love you. Like, Like it's kind of cute. Yeah. So, and also it's kind of interesting. The fact apparently that, uh, Apartment was actually owned by Epstein because he was actually in a homosexual relationship, <gasps> and that was his kind of
2: Gay? his
0: getaway, his getaway apartment with the uh Sorry. his his boyfriend. So yeah, <laughs> fun fact about that. But it's also sung by George Harrison, which is the best Beetle. Yes. Okay. Interesting. In Ali's
1: humble opinion. In
0: Ali's humble opinion.
2: <laughs> I love George. He always looks like this though. Yeah. <laughs> People who are listening can't see <laughs> my impression, but he's always like.
0: No, guys. He definitely looks like this.
2: He definitely. Yeah. Can he you looks guys more like this. this? <laughs> yeah
0: if you could see it Just you would imagine agree with my
2: impression it's really good yeah <laughs> no one knows what you look like
0: <laughs> <laughs> no but basically this uh this is the first song in the top 10 that george was featured on singing and uh quote john lennon gave this to him because it was only hit three chords so oh. he's like it's easy enough for for george because <laughs> so, he was really bad I mean, at that's singing kind of a dig yeah and george was like i re- didn't know how to sing no one told me how to sing and so to like, here you go. Here's he your song. Really well. Yeah, yeah but I think his good. voice is a, the way he yeah, says "secret." Yeah. It's like "secret," like it <laughs> almost <all> sounds like <laughs> yeah. It's a little trill. A very cute like like British accent He's that he has. Time
2: in the sun, you know. Yeah, and well, like, here it comes.
0: I just think it's great that their most popular song on Spotify is sung by him. But like, okay, yeah, here comes the sun. We get the reference. <laughs> wow. But anyways. It's just really cool that their top song on Spotify is, you know.
2: Wait,
1: is this?
0: No, it's sung by George Harrison. Oh, even I was though he say. was like the overshadowed, overlooked Beatle.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's okay, like glad he, we all love that. He can stick it to, to the it. man. Yeah, he is. What's their top song?
0: Here comes the sun.
2: Oh, I always thought that was Hey Jude, but no, stupid. that's like their fifth. Sorry. I guess I think. Here Comes Yeah.
0: But I mean, it's Spotify. It's not like the end-all, be-all. Yeah, it's you can Billboard buy streams. So. That's true. What? P- George yeah. is probably doing thing that He's alive still, so.
1: Uh, yeah, like you can buy followers on Instagram. You can also buy streams. I This is something I just learned and it kind of shattered my you like my get really
2: in trouble for that? Yeah. Or like, is that like a normal? thing? I think it might thing. just be one of those
1: things where it's like a lot of people do it, but nobody talks about it. But yeah. I don't really yeah. think yeah. the Beatles have to worry about their streaming numbers. Yeah, considering
2: no.
0: most of them are the- I do that uh, without... True cheating so i i get them lots of stream numbers
2: yeah don't but we all
0: i just love that because it's like innocent beatles it's their first yeah. album they're f- fresh off the streets and mm-hmm. of london you know they
2: sound very like 50s and, like and yeah in
0: the doo wah woos. yeah it's cute it's, so it's very cute. pure and yeah it's just like very childish and very innocent and i miss it and i wish <laughs> you know all We're their stuff the was like this generation. i don't but,
1: but i think the song I don't. <laughs> no. okay i'd say i don't i think they've evolved so nicely and i was going to say the song that i'm doing after gavin is in my life and sort of this this style although it's different than in my life it almost is like i think in my life and some of their Later work is almost just a more somber and serious version yeah, of mature. that kind of yeah, they like mature bop, yeah. like mm-hmm. you know 50s, 50s yeah. which is lovely. But I don't think that's necessarily you can't make that the rest. The of longevity
2: life. of that is it's
0: it's like One Direction. They did that too. Like they had their kind of yeah, mm-hmm. throwaway album and then they got serious and it's more mature. One well, Direction. they
2: were just doing like what everyone was listening to. That right. if you wanted to be successful, you had to sound like yeah, and you right. had to, yeah. they just evolved with the music and, and their really audience well.
0: grew up too. Like they were able to retain an audience from like a 12 year old all the way to like middle high school and like Mm -hmm. their music had to evolve.
1: And what's so so cool about having a discography that spans that amount of time is just as the Beatles and a lot of groups age kind of with the times i think also their perceptions and the things that they're writing about age so like yeah you can hear their idea of love kind of change from this doo-wop very sweet kind of innocent pure thing and you can just kind of see that theme arch through different albums and sort of as the beatles grew up literally but also kind of sonically yeah you can see a lot of their shifts and themes mm-hmm. grow and mature too yeah
0: and then you see it dominated by drugs eventually which is great
2: well i don't but know it's if okay t- you can't really tell honestly really other than magical mystery tour no. that's true that's i think true. they do a pretty good job of not being able to notice that's true. until that's true. i noticed when we watched the documentary especially after what your dad said gavin and you see how they were acting you're like these boys were high all the time yes <laughs> all the time but yep. you know they,
0: they didn't show up as we've learned
2: drugs good music
0: <laughs> we're not endorsing drugs. We're just no, endorsing good music. No, not at all. Music. But
2: it's but it
1: does that on a shirt. Don't do, do drugs. <laughs> make good music. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, that, that's what we're endorsing. All right. Well, my time's almost up, so maybe we should switch over to the next person. All right. That's who's, me. who's the next person?
1: That's Allie. Me. We're doing it chronologically. Chronologically, and She's sort of like what we we're talking about as far or what I was talking about as far as um, themes and sort of the evolution of their sound. I'm doing In My Life, which was off of Rubber Soul, the 1965 album.
2: Mm.
1: Um, I think it's one of the most timeless love songs to date. John Lennon is credited with the lyrics of the song saying that it was his quote, first real major piece of work. Although the songs are more personal to Lennon than his past writes, Mm. the song still maintains a warm sense of ambiguity that allows listeners to fill in the blanks. What began as a telling of Lennon's old bus route ended up as one of the most beloved songs in the Beatles' discography. Um, So this is actually ranked, I think, in Mojo. I think it was maybe in 2000. Mojo ranked it, like, the best song of all time. So any sort of weird comprehensive lists that publications do as far as just kind of the best songs the earth has to offer, this is, like, surprisingly on the list more so than kind of what you would think, which is, like, hey, Jude, let it it be. That that kind of stuff. And I think there's just such, like, a, a... an element of warmth to this album and specifically to this song. I think that it just resonates with so many people. Yeah,
0: I feel like this is the album, like, there are a few albums and they're kind of coming into their own, really, as yeah. like good artists like so, with their sound. Yeah. yeah,
1: this is In My Life by the Beatles. There are places I remember all my life, though somehow. In my life. I've loved them all. all right, this is Alexandra Hall on Radio Free Hillsdale. I'm on 1.7 FM. You just heard in my life by the beatles the 1965 release off of rubber soul
0: on your favorite music show
2: i've got I've Ox. yes
1: that's it that's where we're, we're having a little beatles episode here where we're, we're all bringing in our favorite beatles song and just kind of chatting about it so yeah any thoughts on hearing in my life how how familiar are we with this song or y- this album
0: you know i was more familiar with the title than the song i thought really I like, oh i would know that song but i Didn't actually remember that at all. So that was really nice. Isn't it just lovely?
2: It's really cute. I've heard it. In fact, I think I heard it recently. When Allie told us she was doing it, I didn't listen to it. But now that I... I'm hearing it. Mm-hmm. I think I heard it like recently when over Christmas break, I was at a coffee shop. I think they played it, but it is, I like had never intentionally listened. It's so cute. Yeah. I love the little like, nee, 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 <laughs> yeah. nee. like that's, a th- it's really, and then a
0: harpsichord solo. It's just like,
2: I think if I read correctly, it was like,
1: maybe it was a piano, a piano solo that they made sound like a harpsichord. But oh. a harpsichord was also was the goal and it very well could be a harpsichord.
0: I can see how that yeah, that's interesting. It's like really distorted it.
1: Yeah. And I just think this song does a really good job. I think what's interesting is that Lennon said that this was his most personal song yet. And none of his first draft really remains in what we hear now. And it was rewritten to be sort of more ambiguous and open. Mm. And I think that's what gives it this sort of almost magic quality to it in that everybody, I think it allows the listener to kind of view whoever they're thinking about when they're listening to that yeah, song. You yeah. know, their their partner, their soulmate, whatever you want to call it. I think it's also about just sort of exploring the balance between nostalgia for your past and also dwelling too hard and getting stuck in it. So I just think it's beautiful that a lot of the lyrics acknowledge acknowledge things of the past and acknowledge settings that have played roles in their life, but also understanding that this kind of one person, this one experience has sort of transcended all of them.
0: Yeah. And like, like you were saying, it's kind of ambiguous now that you can kind of take it instead of making it just John Lennon's life. He was like in my life and kind of put it on yourself. Like there's so yeah, there's so many phrases that you can just kind of connect with. Like I thought I'd never lose your affection. Like that can mean so many things. And someone can just take that and put that on any situation. Like I've done that with songs before. And like, I think we talked a couple episodes ago, like you were talking about the meaning of a song. And you're like, I don't really want to look into it too much because to me it means this. And yeah. I didn't really want to ha- have that change because mm-hmm. like you can connect so much meaning to a song when it allows you to do that. It's right. kind of like an open yeah. canvas to you to make it mean whatever you want it to.
1: I think the Beatles are good at doing that. I mean, good is probably an understatement. And I think also, in contrast, I guess they're all right. Uh, I think in contrast, a lot of modern music is hyper detailed, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's like, I picked up the keys off the table. At 8
2: a.m., 8.42. (laughs) Rushed out the door. Yeah. yeah but be, the Beatles paint the same picture with like it's almost Less like words. writing more concisely yeah. and like not leave, trying to be flowery and eloquent and it does the job better and yeah. leave,
0: it leaves more to the imagination. I think right. they do do that like with Eleanor Rigby. I know they like there's like mm. a lot of it, like detail with that but But it it, that's more. a
2: specific like mission that story. they do with that song. Yeah, and that song is very different kind yeah. of to their other pieces. Yeah,
0: it's it's wonderful.
2: Like, I think this is the best love song ever written. Yeah, and I have just, no hesitance in saying that.
0: Yeah, and it's something I feel like you could play at a funeral, but also, like, play to someone you really yeah,
1: love. Yeah, yeah,
2: like it's a wedding like, or a funeral. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it just fits that. <laughs> you get to
2: pick. Well yeah. You get to pick. Or yeah. both.
0: Because it has, like, I don't know, some of the chords in it, like, not to get too technical, but some of the chords are very, like, mellow, the way they yeah. switch, and it kind of, like, makes it have a mellow undertone, but then, like, the little guitar riff is kind of happy, and the whole thing, the drum beat's kind of like a... like Steady. Yeah, it's steady, and it's almost rock and rolly in the way that it goes but it's very
1: all of the things that i read about in my life what what words i kept seeing was musing and meditation and i think those are very Mm. telling about what that song brings as like an ambiance it's very just it's mellow and it's almost melancholic but it's also just incredibly sweet you know what i mean
0: i get that that's wonderful
1: Alrighty, so that wraps up our first section on our little two-part Beatles episode. You can tune in with us for our second segment where we'll cover Bella's song and sort of wrap up our discussion about yeah. the Beatles.
0: And maybe you'll hear some unheard tea about the Beatles. Oh,
2: unheard? No, I don't,
0: I don't just, know I'm any. Trying, start, I'm the the trying to get them to come. known
2: band to ever exist. I'm just trying to get them to
0: come <laughs> back. You'll never we have secrets. what I
2: have to say. <laughs> yeah,
0: you'll never believe. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see you guys in the next segment. Bye you.
2: Welcome to the second segment to our kind of Beatles hybrid tribute episode. We're yeah, just going to talk. We each picked a little Beatles song to do, our favorite ones, just so we can kind of all get a chance to talk about one of the greatest bands ever, of all time, basically.
0: On I've Got Ox. On, on I've
2: Rated. Got Ox on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7. Got it.
0: <coughs> Exclusive to mm-hmm. this station. Totally. You won't hear this anywhere else except Spotify. That's
2: okay. okay. Well, I chose Two of Us because it's adorable it's and the,
0: just the sweetest thing so ever. It's so
2: sweet. It's very like wholesome and it's off the Beatles final album and at least when I well we'll listen to it, but I feel like it's it's almost like the closing in a way. And the yeah. meaning's really interesting. I'll talk about it more. Okay. But here's the Two of Us by the Beatles. Let's Two of Us Spending someone's modern day. You and me, Sunday drive. Welcome back to I've Got Ox on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7. That was Two of Us by the Beatles. So I chose to do The uh, the Two of Us, and I chose it because it's so cute and it's the cutest little love song. But actually, it's not just about Linda. It is about her, but not all the way. Because so
0: Linda McCartney, right? (laughs)
2: Well, yes, but actually I, I found out that he wrote this song and then he married her like six weeks after, which is adorable. That and is really sweet. she did die later.
0: Oh, she's dead.
2: Rip. Yeah, she died. Maybe.
1: Something we should know and I had no idea. Let me make yeah. sure.
0: No, I, I think, think she's definitely I think she's dead. she's dead.
1: Yeah, anyway, she's dead, which is very sad. That but. song kind of reminded me of Seaside Woman. Did you? Guys, that's a song by Linda McCartney. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, and it, it sort of has the same like tempo and energy.
0: When, when like. was it
1: written? Um, I'm guessing before her death. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: that's a good guess. I think this. it was 1998. Okay, wow, right before. Oh my gosh. The was, so year my av- sister was born. Oh my, that's also the year she died in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs>
0: She did. She did die in Tucson, Arizona. Which okay.
2: Is, which is kind of coincidental. That Anyways, is cool. I'm wow. so sorry. Linda McCartney family. lore. Yes. She never yeah, for a real. Lore episode. Anyways, okay. So obviously, this song, um, this song is about like Paul and Linda and their cute little relationship. Yeah. And I think actually Linda's the one who like went on record being like, yeah, it's about me. Nice. Um, but basically, <laughs> they had this this cute little they would just like get in the car and just drive around little tradition yeah mm-hmm. where they would just drive around and be and like so just like, go, go wherever drive. it goes yeah she she talks about how she used to say went to her dad when she was younger oh like let's get lost let's just go somewhere Aww. but you can't really do that because she was like with her dad like in i think she says new york city and so yeah. I mean, you can't get lost i you mean you can die. but like you just start are like, she meant like in the there country, are sides right? yeah and so but she went she moved to england to be with the paul mccartney with and sir, in the, sir. the Sir, I'm so sorry. Sir (laughs) Paul McCartney. There you go. I'm so sorry. Your majesty. But he, um, if you're listening, he, they would go on these little drives in the English countryside and just like drive around the whole day and see where the road took them. They like actively
0: trying to get lost.
2: Yeah, and I think part of it is also he, especially towards the end, this is off their final album, Let It Be, especially towards the end, it was so much like pressure and just like their music was not doing the same thing for yeah, it that it, it really had forced. been doing before. It felt really forced. And so Paul also kind of needed that kind of that space to just let go mm-hmm. and like just and like kind of be free. And so that's the that's what this song is about, like finding kind of his solace and just being with her and like having all these pure little moments. But also p- a lot of people like to speculate and it does seem kind of true that this song... Also touches on uh, Paul's relationship with John, and of course, they're mm. both credited to the song. They sang it together like in the same microphone, yeah. very like wholesome little I feel like it really like it feels like the closure of their career yeah. in a way. it's and at the end, he even says goodbye, which is kind of oh. cute. like it's the first track on the album, but like, you know, it's like kind of like the two of us we did all these nice little things yeah. together, and this is kind of over, and he says.
0: They're on our way home. Yeah, like, we're on end. our way home. Yeah. Like yeah, we're the end ending of the journey. Yeah.
2: And even I, I read that when he says like the two of us wearing raincoats, um, they a lot of people tie that back to like the Help album cover. Oh, they're on their so little raincoats oh and John and Paul. Wait, that that's so really sweet. That's really sweet. And so it's kinda like the homage. It it's it, it has two kind of meanings. It's an homage yeah. to their friendship and their career like coming to a close. <gasps> wow. While also like I kind of feel like it's like closing a door and opening another. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. right after this, he married his wife. Yeah, who it's he the end of the adventure dearly. and yeah. the start of a new one. A start of a new one where it's just like him and his wife, but it's the end of like this huge thing that was their entire lives. And it's kind of like just this cute little tribute to like their friendship and everything that's, they had that's done. That's really sweet. Yeah, that's and cool. and of course, like the lyrics are just so wholesome. It's very um, white
1: album, like Oblity oblada. That yeah. sort of light... Fl- not fluff but yeah, it's dum- fun dum- loving dum- <laughs> energy <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and i think also for this album it maybe stands out in comparison to some of the other songs in yeah. as far as theme and seriousness goes mm-hmm. oh, for sure. there's a lightness to this which almost from what you're talking about is sort of symbolizing that no matter how serious life gets in marriage or in working relationships no matter how creative they are um it all kind of follows the same path and you sort of end up yeah. in the same place
0: mm-hmm. yeah i think it's just a really great the image of like and we're on our way home it's like after a long long yeah. day of like traveling and you're like we're almost there like over yeah, o- the hill and end. turn right and the driveway's there like it's yeah mm.
2: and at this point like i said like they weren't loving making their music yeah they were really they were kind more. of stale and like i think what ali just said too it really especially just now hearing um i have a secret tell me a secret oh
0: you want to hear a secret do yeah. you want to hear
2: a secret it sounds a lot more like like you said it stands out because it it almost like it almost feels like they went full circle yeah. a little bit yeah. and they ended with this like wonderful little happy Acoustic, song yeah. the little whistling at the end it's just very like it's almost like you can see them leaving yeah and like you're you like you can hear yeah. the car pulling Bye. Out. It's a send off yeah. yeah like this is it
0: In both those songs I didn't mention this when I talked about mine so you start some of your time but You're they've. S- <laughs> Thank you. They sound like they could be in a movie, like yeah, and, and specifically like car driving scenes, in mm-hmm. like a 50s set movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, and stuff. they're really
1: <laughs> okay. We don't have to bring him in. I think the Beatles are the universal songwriters of the movie that everybody thinks they're playing in their head, if that makes any yeah. sense. That or is a great way to put the, that. The yeah. Beatles are my soundtrack just as much as they are hundreds of millions of other people's soundtracks. Yeah. And I think that's why people love them so much because I, for me at least, I can listen to other artists and I'm like, wow, I love this. This serves a purpose at a time in my life. This means X, Y, and Z to me. Yeah. But the Beatles are very much that overarching, mm-hmm. anytime I feel lost or confused or even happy, like you have a Beatles song yeah. you go to or like an album. Like,
0: it's the music in my life.
1: Oh my God! Just like the song Ellie so played earlier. Wow! How many Beatles puns can we put in one? I don't know. I've stopped myself. Well, oh, the fact that you just said well, Beatles okay, is a pun. So. let's get back. Um, oh to a, goodness!
0: Thank you, thank you, everybody. Man, ah. sweet ah. Loretta Marsh. Oh
2: my God, Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so we just sorry. do a medley of just saying different names. Poor Linda's family. I hope they don't hear this. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody's. Never running. Ever. I don't think Linda's
1: rolling in her grave. <laughs> we love you, Linda. Yeah. <laughs> love you, by the way. Even though you kind of
2: listening. What kind of what, Gav? <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. Not the man, she was wonderful. Up. I don't know. I don't know how you started Wings, oh, with God.
0: Paul, which was not a great thing. But wings kind of sucked. Sorry. Yeah. No, they were, That's
2: my hot take.
0: They were just not the best. They wings. just were fine. And, and it's mostly the fault of the 70s pop say? music. So it's Wings? Okay. Wings? Oh. Their solo project. Yeah,
2: okay. I was like, like, Wings? <laughs> yeah. <No. Anyways.
0: laughs> yeah, chicken wings. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think also, like, especially if you watch the Get Back documentary. Makes you love Linda even more because yeah. you have freaking like Yoko Ono over here yeah, who then just then ma- scares you, and she's just a sweet little, yeah, a little, little american girl, woman. you know. Just yeah, like, she's the little um, all-American she girl. She's the seaside girl. woman. Yeah, that's very cute.
0: Wonderful. We love Linda.
2: We love her. She Sorry is. about you dying. Mm.
1: Well, thank you, Bella. I t- kind of forgot that song existed until it just played. Yeah. I think that's with a lot of Beatles songs, especially if you grew up listening or you've listened to them for so long. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. impossible to remember all of them all at once.
0: And we did get a little bit on a tangent there, but we do love Linda.
1: We do, yeah. Let the record show that we love Linda <laughs> McCartney. Last, she is awesome. Our
0: last statement on Linda. Exactly. Is that she's
1: Seaside awesome. Woman R. is R. a banger. R.I.P. We uh, are going to leave on. you. Moving yeah, we're going to leave you guys with kind of... All three of us agreed on one of the best Beatles songs.
0: Yep. We came together. Yeah. Okay. Come the together.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. We're going to leave
1: you with something. something. How do we feel about the song? What Any is general that? What ideas? What is that something, Ali. Something. Funkin', quote, it's unquote.
2: It's mysterious.
1: It's entirely ambiguous. That's the great thing about something is that there's just no defining characteristics of the person that song is written about. Yeah. And so everybody thinks that that song is written about them or their significant other
0: that's it's great proud. and it's good for like cover opportunities because then like yeah. frank sinatra can sing it and be like just as meaningful as when did he
1: sing it did
2: sinatra cover pretty
0: it? sure he covered it i, I was looking that up and i so saw a video interesting. it said something and then a picture of what's his, of <laughs> Frank sinatra.
2: something in the way she moves
0: oh, okay. we're, <laughs> gonna, we're gonna cut that out i'm sorry <laughs> i
2: didn't mean to say it out loud <laughs> she just followed through it was like in my head and i kind of forgot what we were doing yeah oh, sorry.
0: but i I heard i did a little research before we started this that apparently this is the uh kind of the the consequence of uh George asserting himself and being like, we're going to do one of my nice. songs, and that's why it's on the last album because mm. it took a while for him to be like big boy George yeah <laughs> people taking him himself- boy George
2: I said boy George
0: big boy jo- George big, big
2: boy George
0: boy George is a artist too I think I don't know who that is but it's him like asserting himself and being like we're gonna do one of my songs and apparently they all hated it at first Oof. but it's really good
1: Poor George I love George Harrison
0: yeah he's I like sad.
1: George's single single, yeah. solo stuff the best yeah and
0: you can already tell like he's definitely has his own sound like, yes he just could be on the album and he wrote a couple songs um, like All Things Must Pass mm-hmm. that was written during the Get Back sessions and you can already That's tell that he has his own kind of good sound Mm-hmm. His own thing going on. It's quite amazing. We love George.
1: Should we talk about our favorite Beatle yeah. to end it before we yeah. go into something? We're
0: gonna do a little internet poll, really fast. No, of, we're not. <laughs> of joking. No, we're just gonna tell you straight out who our favorite Beatles are. Cause mine is pretty obvious. Mine's pretty obvious.
1: I've also said it probably four times throughout the thing. I love George Harrison and Paul McCartney annoys me
2: end so statement late. oh <laughs> my goodness how can you
1: hate a man so who i don't hate him Simply he's just really annoying to me and he always has been like even as a kid i just did not like paul i just he's so fake to me cannot relate
2: <laughs> cannot relate
1: all right he's Who's my your favorite oh go okay, yeah, yeah.
2: So, oh i'm so basic because i like paul <laughs> i don't even care i love i like him
0: all right so Allie likes george harrison yes bell likes the best beetle and
2: oh, are you a Lennon?
0: N- I am a Lennon fan, I, yeah. The
1: way I knew that. I love that you can spot yeah, people to Beatles.
0: Yeah. And we had to represent everyone but Ringo. Well,
2: yeah. no, Ringo has never been represented. If you Ringo? say you, Ringo's your favorite defense offense, you're lying. Yeah, I, I, I would agree.
0: No one knows who Ringo is. You think or, you're
2: different. No one really cares. You think is you're different, mean? no, yeah. it's not.
0: It's like... Yeah. But then true again, cards. saying like Paul McCartney's your favorite Beatle is like saying George Washington's your favorite president.
2: Not. A- okay, first of all, I don't care what you say about <laughs> Paul McCartney because he's my favorite. I didn't pick him for any specific reason besides I like him. Okay. <laughs> and it's Sir Paul McCartney to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a first
1: name basis. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, Paul. SPMC. <laughs> <As right>. <laughs> he's my favorite. You guys can hate, but he kept all of them on track. So.
0: That's true. He was really especially after watching the documentary he really is the band leader through all the drug use and just the lack of direction he after epstein died he was really kind of the the voice of reason telling people what to play mm-hmm. when to play it show up on time so we got to give him that
2: yeah he always showed up in time never left the band yeah <laughs> george yeah Miss george sorry I'm he was here. an independent thinker bella <laughs> Well, I wasn't leaving. a conformist. Sorry, guys. I'm leaving the Beatles.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, that sucks. is kind of like an entitled move.
2: I'm leaving you know the, know what the he Beatles. Said?
0: You know what George Harrison said when he left the Beatles? Hmm. See you around the clubs. That's funny. That is like that the boss's kind of line That is petty,
2: and that is funny. If yeah. you watch and The And I'm on his a, side.
0: Fun fact, you won't oh. see the Beatles around the clubs because they're famous.
2: Can they not go to clubs? That's why that's funny. I'm sure they went to clubs. If you watch a documentary, you can see that they, they snuck a little recording device into a flower vase at the lunch where the, all the Beatles got together and tried to convince George to come back to yeah. the band. Yep. Why would they record it?
1: I don't know. Because but you they, they were listen making a documentary it. at the time. So wouldn't it be kind of toxic? That's a little strange. I would probably want to leave the Beatles if they were recording me without my permission.
2: I don't think that was the reason. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's pretend but I didn't Speaking say of recording, that. <laughs> Sorry, Paul, w- just, just undermine yeah. your own argument.
0: <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, this has been our Beatles episode, for better or for worse. It was fun. I it had was a good definitely time. for
2: better. It was fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's for the listener to decide. But wow. you know, well, I say it's we, for better. We all have our opinions. It's okay.
2: Yeah. Let us know what your favorite Beatle is. Yeah. Comment. We don't on have anywhere
0: for you to email <laughs> us. Don't email us, but. Please. Oh, I let think you us should know.
2: email us. We should set up email. An email. Scott Bertram. S. Bertram <laughs> at, at Hillstill tie <laughs> <dot> edu. <laughs> Tell them what your favorite Beatles.
1: Yes. <laughs> we love you, Mr. Bertram. <laughs> this is Ven I've Got Ox on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, and this is something by the Beatles.
2: Something in the way she moves. Attracts me like Something